want to now call the second sitting of the 15th meeting of the second session of the 12th legislature of the House of Assembly of the Turks and Caicos Islands to be held on Wednesday, 17th May, 2023 at H.J. Robinson High School Auditorium, North Baxalina, Grand Turk, to order. Honorable members, I'll now like to call on our chaplain, Bishop Kalita Williams, to pray for the assembly. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 to 8. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of Jehovah thy God, to observe all to do his command, which I command you this day, that Jehovah thy God shall set thee above all the nations of the earth, and all those blessings shall come upon thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of Jehovah thy God. Blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy beasts, the increase of thy cattle, and the young of thy flock. Blessed shall be thy basket, and blessed shall be the kneading trough. Blessed thou shall be when thou comest in, and blessed shall thou be when thou goest out. Jehovah will cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thee, and they shall come out against thee one way, and they shall flee before thee seven ways. Jehovah will command the blessing upon thy bounds and in all thy storehouse, and all that thou put thy hands to, he will bless thee in the land that Jehovah has given to thee. Shall we pray? Father God, we thank you for your abundant blessing upon this government and upon this country. Give us this day as we debate this historic budget an abundant mentality, an attitude of gratitude. It was you, Lord, who has given us the power to get wealth. Make us good steward of your blessings. To whom much is given, much is required. To care for the poor, to lift up the downtrodden, health care for the sick, home for the homeless, education for the youth, and home care for the elderly. Enlarge our vision and cause our cup to overflow. Bless our speaker as he presides. Give him good judgment. Bless our premier as he leads us, our leader of the opposition. Bless our attorney general as she guides us legally. Bless our minister of finance with wisdom to execute. Bless our country. Bless this house that all things may be done in decency and in order. It is in the name of Jesus we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Pray be seated. Honorable Premier. Morning, Mr. Speaker. Morning, colleagues. I'd like to recognize this morning, Mr. Speaker, before I speak to the business in the front of us today, I'd like to recognize in the audience, the former Premier 
Honorable Derek Taylor in the audience, former Minister of Education and former Speaker, Honorable Robert Hall, uh, and Honorable former uh, clerk to this Honorable House and a member of this Honorable House, Honorable Ruth Blackman, and um, any others that I may overlook. And of course, a distinguished um, senior members of the public service, including members from the various ministries and the Attorney General Chambers, and uh, a cohort of individuals uh, from the various statutory bodies. Uh, Mr. Speaker, it's a bright sunny day in our beautiful by nature Turks and Caicos. And I'm happy to be here today to oversee the business of the people of this house. Mr. Speaker, before I start, though, I'd ask for your levity to uh, extend a happy birthday to my mother-in-law. Happy birthday to my mother-in-law, Ruby Simmons. And uh, so as not to forget, given the pressures of the day, or the days ahead, I'll also use this opportunity to express my condolences to, among others, that I may not be aware of, the family of Oswaldo Riso. I recognize him as one of our local historians, a pioneer in lots of ways. And certainly I remember his contribution to the electrification of, of Grand Turk in the early in the, in the later half of the 60s. Also, Mr. Speaker, I'd like to express my outrage and my disgust that in this country today, even the dead is not sacred, right? And I can guarantee the people of this country that every effort will be made to investigate and to determine the perpetrators of the mischief of interfering with the final resting place of the dead in our cemetery. And Mr. Speaker, um, also, I think it's quite, uh, the, the, the Minister of Finance laid out very clearly yesterday the achievements of this government in the last 12 months and before and the way to the delivery of the budget and also, Mr. Speaker, I found it pretty distasteful that with everything that the Minister of Finance had to say, there was one person, the only thing that could, they could capture it was my sitting in a contemplative mood and you can ask all of my colleagues around me that was not a sleeping move, right? I was still working on my presentation and concentrating on what I was writing, okay? I think it's absolutely disgusting. I praise God and thank him for my mental alacrity. I th by the time this country wakes up in the morning, I would have done a full day's work. Okay? So, to that person who sent out that post, and require, said that it would be sent, but what was the terminology they use? No, they use a terminology to say, repeat often, right? Or whenever, however, right? 
I hope they make a lot of money by doing that, right? right? Instead of um, concentrating on productivity. So, Mr. Speaker, that's all I have to say. I'm committed to this country. The good Lord has blessed me with energy and with skills that even 50 years ago, even me could not contemplate. And I am pleased and happy to be able to be in the position that I'm in. I'm blessed with good health. I'm blessed with a beautiful, loving, supporting family and colleagues. And uh, I dare say uh, many, many people across the length and breadth of these islands, including the many people who are praying for my success and the success of this government in this country. Having said that, Mr. Speaker, I now turn my attention to the business of the day. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, I, I have to just address that point that the Honorable Premier said right there. And I just want to make sure that the public know, even though he was looking this way, that it was not myself or the Honorable Member who have done that. If I have taken the picture, you would have seen it at a different angle. And you know, Honorable Premier, your leader of the opposition don't engage in those little petty stuff. We have big issues to deal with, so, you know, it's unfortunate, but I just want the public to know, in case uh, they are thinking that the Premier is referring to us, myself, that, you know, it's not on this side. So I just want to set that clear. As you know, neither the opposition appointed member or myself, we engage in that kind of stuff. Thank you very much, um, Honorable Leader of the Opposition. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't think so. To be honest with you, Mr. Mr. Leader of the Opposition, uh, I, I didn't. I, I knew that. I spoke to the Honorable Member. In fact, I believe it was not even done in this House. I think it was taking a screenshot from someone who's watching. But hey, it's part of the course. We're politicians, and we're, the public will take members. Uh, we have our supporters, and we have our haters. That's just the way it is, far for the course. But I understand that the Honorable uh, Distinguished Chaplain has a birthday today, okay? Tomorrow. Oh, okay. Anyway, in anticipation of the birthday tomorrow, I'm putting it out there to the public. If you see a handsome, a tall, handsome, uh, well-dressed um, person walking out of the chambers, uh, wish him a very happy birthday. Bishop Kalita, Mr. Honorable Chaplain, we thank God for you. We, the prayers you said today was powerful. Thank you for praying for this country and thank you for accepting the call of duty to be here at every sitting of this house. May God bless you and may we give you many, 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 many happy years to come. Thank you. Mr. Speaker. Pursuant to Standing Order 130, I move that Standing Order 12 be suspended to allow this Honorable House to sit beyond 6 p.m., the 6 p.m. hour. Do I have a seconder? Honorable Members, motion moved by the Honorable Premier, seconded by the Honorable Minister for Education, that this Honorable House sits beyond the 6 p.m. hour. All in favor say aye. All to the contrary, no. The eyes have it. Honorable Premier. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, pursuant to standing in order 49, I wish to arrange, to rearrange the business of this honorable house so that government business can have precedence over all other business. 
In that regard, Mr. Speaker, item number 14, orders of the day, I move that it be taken as item number three. And Mr. Speaker, I also move that under orders of the day, the House takes the second reading of the appropriation bill first through the passage and then all other bills to follow. Finally, Mr. Speaker, I move in accordance with Standing Order 69 that a total time to be allocated for the debate to the appropriation 2023-2024 bill 2023 be 30 minutes per member. Do I have a second? Honourable Members, motion moved by the Honourable Premier, seconded by the Honourable Minister for Health, that the time allotted for each member to debate the Appropriations Bill 2023 is 30 minutes. All in favour say aye. All to the contrary, no. Aye. The ayes have it. Honourable Members, I want to welcome you here this morning for the sitting of the House of Assembly. I also want to welcome the strangers in the gallery, especially um, the former parliamentarians, Honorable Taylor, Honorable Hall, and Honorable Blackman. I also want to welcome those persons who are viewing the sitting of the House via the Office of the Premier and RTC um, Facebook page, and also via Radio Turks and Caicos. Um, Honorable members, I want to wish persons celebrating birthdays today to have a happy birthday. I've been asked by a member of the House, because they may not be able to speak today, to send out birthday greetings to their Dep Deputy Permanent Secretary, Ms. Keisha Taylor, who is also celebrating her birthday today. Honorable members, we'll now return to the order paper. And we are now at orders of the day. Yesterday we had the budget presentation by the Honorable Deputy Premier and Minister for Finance, Investment, and Trade. And this morning we will now hear the response or the reply to the budget address by the Honorable Leader of the Opposition. So Honorable Members, I will now like to invite the Honorable Leader of the Opposition to make his presentation. A pleasant good morning to you, Honorable Speaker, uh, to the Honorable Members here this morning. Mr. Speaker, I too want to associate myself with the greetings being given to our former Chief Minister, Honorable Taylor, and our former Speaker, Honorable Hall, former Member of Parliament, Honorable Ruth Blackman, civil servants in the gallery, and all other visitors. Mr. Speaker, I also want to say a pleasant good morning to all our people throughout the Turks and Caicos Islands, from Grand Park straight down to West Caicos, Mr. Speaker, and especially here in my constituency of Grand Turk South and Soul Key. Mr. Speaker, I also want to wish all the mothers, all the mothers throughout the country, a happy belated Mother's Day, uh, especially my mother, who I am very Grateful that God had seen it fit for me to be born to such a woman. As he knew what I would need in my life, the guidance, uh, the protection, the nurturing. Mr. Speaker, I always say that I get my 
sword from my father and my shield from my mother. And for both of those weapons, I am truly thankful to them for, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, uh, also, uh, just a next housekeeping matter. I do just want to remind members of the public, members in this honorable house that, you know, uh, we, we had a little lapse yesterday, but normally when a member calls for division, Mr. Speaker, uh, it's normally that it's more of a public record. And I don't think it's a judgment call on how much members say yes or no. It's normally, uh, once a member calls for divisions, it's normally granted. So we can go on record and saying who vote and who didn't vote, who support and didn't support uh, the bill, Mr. Speaker. So I do believe, you know, that just slipped you a little bit because knowing you, you would have called it right away, you know, if it, if it was to your mind that, hey, division, let's start. So I just wanted to put that out, out there, Mr. Speaker, but thank you very much for correcting that and letting us move forward. Mr. Speaker, also before I start, I must also say this housekeeping matter. You know, there's a commercial we say, not going anywhere for a while, grab a sneaker. So. If anybody <laughs> who think they're going to be going, you're not going to be going anywhere for a while. So if you have any sneakers in your bag, grab it now. <laughs> Mr. Speaker, if you look at my desk, I have mountains of reference materials here. So I can be extremely factual. Mr. Speaker, today I will deliver a speech that sounds a little different from my previous budget address that I have delivered in this honorable house over the years. I will begin with the philosophical, followed by the analytical, where I'll dive deep into the numbers. And finally, I will end with the emotional. Yes, Mr. Speaker, time and circumstances has shaped my thoughts and actions. I no longer see politics in the Turks and Caicos Islands as I did before. Mr. Speaker, I see us all as elements of the same body with different specialized jobs to do. And I respect each and every member, including the governor's appointed members in their position. Mr. Speaker, we all are Turks and Caicos Islands, and I believe that we care for our people. However, Mr. Speaker, there will always have, you will always have those who care much more than others. You will always have those who do much more than others. You will always have those who speak up for our people much more than others. Mr. Speaker, there are politicians that are good at representing their people. And Mr. Speaker, there are politicians that are good at appearing to represent their people. There are politicians who care, who do care, but don't know how to represent their people. And there are those who do not care and do not care to represent their people, Mr. Speaker. I'm talking about politicians on the whole, not just directing to the members opposite me or adjacent, Mr. Speaker. And I will let members decide for themselves which one they are. Mr. Speaker, 
Historic resources have revealed that the concept of politics arose in Greece in ancient time by the Greek philosophers who described the Hellenistic origin of politics through their city-states. City in Greek means polis, and the suffix eikos means referring to what has to do with. Hence, we get the word politicos, is what we now know refer to things of the city, giving us the word politics. In the Renaissance, Mr. Speaker, they had established different forms of politics and, had, and has established, like in ancient Egypt, different types of manifestations of power, and they are called kratos. These manifestations of power, Mr. Speaker, were democracy equals power of the people, aristocracy equals power of the best. Technocracy equals power of the knowledge. Plutocracy, power of the rich. Autocracy, power of oneself. Bureaucracy, power of the desk. And timocracy, power of the ones that have value. And their original principles were called oligarchy, Government of a few, anarchy, without government, autocracy, government of one, or a dictatorship, hierarchy, government of the sacred, synarchy, shared govern government, polyarchy, government of many, what forms of government exist here in the Turks and Caicos Islands, Mr. Speaker? Some will say that this PNP administration, we have a plutocracy, power of the rich, combined with an oligarchy, power of a few. Furthermore, Mr. Speaker, just about every budget and the last 20 years has been a historic budget. Yes, Mr. Minister of Finance, this is not the first historic budget. Almost every year, we had a historic budget. As the country grew, expenditure grew with it, and the potential to earn more money grew with it. So I'm sorry. <laughs> Mr. Speaker, let me correct that. I'm not sorry. <laughs> but honestly, take delight in informing the Deputy Premier and all ministers that every government of the past, PDM and PNP, had many times presented in this honorable house a historic budget. There is nothing new under the sun, Mr. Speaker. For the Turks and Caicos government, the fiscal year starts on April 1st and ends on March 31st of every year. The government revenues come from mostly from taxes, mostly hotel and restaurant, tax and port duties, stem duties, land transactions, and customs processing fees. While expenditure consists 
of government spending, mainly in healthcare, public service, education, national security, and social benefits. Mr. Speaker, through the budget, the government should implement their economic plan and realizing its programs and priorities. What is this PNP government economic plan for our country? Do anyone know, Mr. Speaker? Do they have a plan, Mr. Speaker? Do any of the ministers know their government economic plan? I, I don't think so, Mr. Speaker. What is that plan? Honorable Premier, we don't know the plan. Is there really a plan that provides direction for action? Mr. Speaker, honorable members, those listening and watching via social media and those listening by radio, what would you do if you knew that this PNP administration had no plan for the people and for our country? Mr. Speaker, for argument's sake, let's assume that there's a plan somewhere hidden in some dark crevice that we do not know anything about. Does it give our people the security, the prosperity, and the freedom that they so desire? Mr. Speaker, this budget does not allow for the expansion and prosperity of our people and our country. I such high and low, but I don't see no expansion and no pro prosperity for our people. If the Honorable Premier and his government seeks to proceed with a plan without first addressing the needs of the people and clinging to the structures that others have created, things will continue to work out for others, Mr. Speaker, in our country, while our people are being left behind. And they will never expand, and many will die waiting for their chance of prosperity. If the government doesn't aggressive, aggressively foster the expansion of our people, the plan of others will dominate us, manipulating our history and conquering us through the tactics of distrust and division. And we see that happening every day, Mr. Speaker, in the Turks and Caicos Islands, at every level not just the political. Mr. Speaker, this PNP administration believes that our people are living their best lives, but that is not the reality that I see. Oh no, honorable friends, it is not so. Just take a moment and truly open your eyes, honorable Minister of Finance. You know, honorable Minister, I am not attempting to destroy the trees around you. I am just trying to show you the forest that we and our people live in. Your vision of your plan and your budget, Honorable Premier, Honorable Minister of Finance, is something that you believe to be very big and wonderful. However, it appears that it's actually very narrow and very limited. Much to do about nothing, Mr. Speaker. And I will provide the reference points and all the people will see for themselves, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, it is now clear that the intention of the Honorable Premier and his PNP government 
through the words of the Minister of Finance was to demonstrate that what they have said about this budget was the truth and the only truth. Weeks ago, they began to regulate the message that get out about what this budget is supposed to be doing. Mr. Speaker, I am of the belief that this government has hoped that our people would stop looking for the, at the facts for themselves and begin to be guided by their words and their words only, <clears throat> which is now showing to be a distorted vision and their words are simply dogmatic material. What is dogma, material, uh, dogma, Mr. Speaker? It is simply an opinion. Mr. Speaker, from the Greek word, doken, meaning opinion, that is the root of the word dogma. But this opinion of the government was communicated and presented as truth to our people. And this is where the problem arose, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, it appears to me that this government want the opinion of this budget to be accepted without question and therefore ceasing to be a perception of things to become lower, transforming their political views into a closed system. Mr. Speaker, I see this as a distorted ideological imposition on the truth. Mr. Speaker, the problem is not having a political position. The problem is believing that the government's political position is the only position and the only truth. There is a saying in quantum physics, Mr. Speaker, that things will only resonate with what vibrates within. Hence, Mr. Speaker, one does not resonate with what is true, but one resonates with what is an echo of the truth that is carried within. Therefore, Mr. Speaker, we cannot determine what is true or not as true by resonance, but we can only determine our own truth. Mr. Speaker, if we were to ask everyone here, who has the best mother in the world? Every one of us will say that our mother is the number one mother in the world. And that will be true to every one of us, Mr. Speaker. But is that the real truth? Is my mother better than your mother? But you believe that, Mr. Speaker, and it's true to you. And what I believe about my mother is true to me. So that's saying what they believe about their budget and the Honorable Minister of Finance believe about his budget is true to him. But it doesn't mean that it has to be true to me, Mr. Speaker. Hence, Mr. Speaker, there's no single truth. It is determined by what the resonance between the object and subject is. What will, which will always be different. So truth is subjective according to the observer. Mr. Speaker, it is essential to remember that there are different ways to understand and perceive the information provided and that opinion diversity nourishes the country while homogeneity and sameness of opinion destroys a country. It is in diversity that nourishes civilizations and makes them prosperous. Therefore, Mr. Speaker, as all members will be given their budget address today, it comes down 
to whether something is based on personal view or verified facts. Mr. Speaker, I will base my address on verified facts coming straight out of their budget books and budget books of the past. And my opinion will be objective, Mr. Speaker. Unlike the address given by the Minister of Finance, which I viewed as being highly subjective and filled with misleading information. Mr. Speaker, persons who have listened to the Minister of Finance presentation and after listening to my presentation, will then, then will have to decipher what information is logical and what information is illogical. What information is true and what information does not feel true. For this reason today and the days of debating this budget, I ask our people and all of you here, listening, listen carefully to each of us and identify by the sign of our words what resonates with you. That is the truth that lies within you and what you discover through what comes to you. I ask that you not simply take what we say as true, not take what I say as true, but recognize what messengers resonates within and let new levels of consciousness originate from you. Mr. Speaker, I will now move to the analytical portion of my budget, which will deal mainly with the numbers that we see in the books here today, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, some may know that the word budget is derived from the old French word, and I'll try to pronounce it right, bujat, <laughs> which means little bake. Suddenly, Mr. Speaker, I won't consider $423 million in expenditure a little big when comparing it to budgets of the past. Who is getting the big bag, Mr. Speaker? And who is getting the little bag out of this budget? Mr. Speaker, what is really in this $423 million budget for our people, directly for them. I'm not talking about furniture and equipment for one office and the works. What is directly for our people in this budget? Who is this budget empowering? Direct that my attention to that. What does this budget do different? And keyword different for our people from all other budgets of the past. What does this historic budget do different? What does this budget do for our constituencies in the Turks and Caicos Islands? We will see the capital projects. What does this budget do for our constituencies, the people who came out and stood in line and vote for us and bring their members of parliament to this house? What does it do for each constituency? Mr. Speaker, the question of what is real and what is unreal about this budget arise. What is real, Mr. Speaker? Mr. 
Mr. Speaker, real is normally classified in science as things that you can perceive by your senses, things that you see, can see, things that you can hear, smell, taste, and touch. By any of those senses, that is what real and science mean. Maybe in legal terms, real mean something different, but I can only speak about the science, what we refer to as being real. Do the people, do our people, perceive by any of their senses that they are living their best lives? I think not, Mr. Speaker. Do our people perceive by any of their senses that this budget is truly addressing the course of living? I think not, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, do our people perceive by any of their senses that this, this budget is adequately targeting our border crisis and national security? I think not, Mr. Speaker. Do our people, Mr. Speaker, perceive by any of their senses that this budget is addressing access to affordable housing and access to land? I think not, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, do our people perceive by any of their senses that this budget is cleaning the environment? I think not, Mr. Speaker. Do our people perceive by any of their senses that this budget is hiring, is addressing hiring and discriminatory uh, recruitment practices? I think not, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, I believe the answers from all our people <clears throat> will be no's across the board, with the exception of the Premier, his cabinet ministers, and his MPs. Everybody else will say no to all those questions if I ask, take a sample of the people in the Turks and Caicos Islands. As we have seen and will see from the presentation of the ministers, Mr. Speaker, the concept of reality for the Premier and his government will cease to be something tangible. And as it has become a collective convention, a conscious of their personal opinion. Mr. Speaker, let me inform them that biggest ever doesn't mean best ever. Mr. Speaker, as I have said, I have seen budgets from former PDM administrations, and I have seen budgets from former PMP administrations providing far, far more for our people while being far less in total expenditure, Mr. Speaker. I repeat that. Budgets of the past from both former PDM administrations and former PMP administrations in this country have provided far more for our people and spending far less. And I have the budget books right here, Mr. Speaker, and I can, but we're not there as yet. Mr. Speaker, that is, previous administration budgets having a higher percentage going directly to the people, whereas this budget has almost nothing going directly to the people. So yes, Mr. Speaker, $423 million is the most ever in overall total, but the least ever 
and overall percentage being spent directly on the people. Mr. Speaker, I will point out to the people and direct their attention to the allocations in this budget that will identify what is accounting for the increases. The people will see, Mr. Speaker, that most of that increase is in professional and consultancy costs, electrical costs, inflationary costs, impact of minimum wage to increase in costs, civil servants' recurrent expenditure costs increase. These are the things driving the increases in this, this historic budget, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, let's get into the numbers. Let's go to the office of the governor, and I will direct your attention. I will not refer to my notes at this time, Mr. Speaker, my speech at this time, Mr. Speaker. I will refer directly to what is in their budget book. Mr. Speaker, let, just give me a moment. Uh, let me get my budget book. Yes, Mr. Speaker. I have so much budget books here, I had to find the correct one. Let's begin, Mr. Speaker. Let's break down these numbers. Mr. Speaker, let's start with the office of the governor. Uh, the Honorable Minister of Finance said the office of the governor is getting an increase. What are those increases, Mr. Speaker? Electrical charges went up from 37,000 to 70,000, Mr. Speaker, while Judicial Service Commission decreased from 46,000 to 42. So you see, Mr. Speaker, electrical charges, professional and consultancy, those things going up, whereas your programs, and in my articles and my statements before coming to this house that I released into this public, spoke to programs, not furniture and equipment, electrical cords, water going high. I wasn't talking about those things not increasing. Yes, Mr. Speaker, those things are increasing this budget, but I am speaking to the programs of the budget that has decreased. Mr. Speaker, let's continue moving. You will see for the National Audit Department, their statutory bodies, Decreased from 953,000 to 550,000. Professional and consultancy increased from 30,000 to 82,000. Mr. Speaker, let's move on to the police. The Minister brag about how much the police is getting. Well, Mr. Speaker, because of inflationary adjustments to the civil servant salary, you'll see all salaries went up. The police salaries moved from 18 million to 22 million. No extra money going to their individual accounts. Mr. Speaker, let me be clear, no extra money going to them. That isn't an increase that they are seeing. But it moved from 18 million to 22 million. That's 4 million increase, Mr. Speaker, right there. Mr. Speaker, we look at line right rentals from 504 million down to 430 million. Mr. Speaker, we look at aircraft operating costs. We are expecting an additional aircraft. So we see that going up, Mr. Speaker, at 164,000. 
feel, Mr. Speaker, went up from 565 to 622,000, Mr. Speaker. However, Mr. Speaker, let's look at the program of community policing, which is important to the people. That decreased from 108,000, Mr. Speaker, to 70,000 in this year. Programs decreasing, Mr. Speaker. Let's look at what they had for local training. I said either decrease or remain the same. They spent 74,272 dollars last year. Their training was 75,000. They get back 75,000. So that stayed the same, Mr. Speaker. No increase in this historic budget. Let's look at social welfare and the police department. Their programs, Mr. Speaker. The actual spent last year was 284,000. 284,997 to be exact. That has decreased, Mr. Speaker. Now 250,000. You see the pattern, Mr. Speaker? Professional and consultancy, utilities going up. Civil service courts going up. But the programs going down, Mr. Speaker. And this is your book. This is your book, my Honorable Minister of Finance. I'm not reading from my speech. Because you can say, oh, well, I'm putting something else in my speech. Other words, I am taking this directly from your numbers that you presented to this Honorable House. Let's continue, Mr. Speaker. Let's go to the Attorney General Chambers. Again, civil servants course moved from 1.7 million to 2.17 million, Mr. Speaker. Professional and consultancy. Last year, the actual was 631,626. This year, we are projected again to spend 1.09 million, Mr. Speaker. However, I think that is the same as what was budget. So consultancy again, Mr. Speaker, over a million dollars in consultancy. Let's look at local training in the Attorney General Chambers that he claims to give so much money to. Local training was 20, uh, 26,000 was the revised estimate. It's down to 22,000, Mr. Speaker. Is that an increase? Mr. Speaker, I will now turn to, oh, this is still validation, this is still AG Chambers. Professional and Consultancy and Validation Office, office Mr. Speaker. That went up from $8,362 to $89,815, Mr. Speaker. That's a big jump. Mr. Speaker, let's, you're seeing the pattern. Let's go to the judiciary, Mr. Speaker. Again, civil servants going up from 673,000 to 695,000. As I said, Mr. Speaker, electrical charges. Last year, the budgeted amount was 108,000. This year, the budgeted amount is 144,000. You see the things that are going up, Mr. Speaker? But let's go to the things that affect directly our people. Court costs, 361,000 last year. 
This year is down to 346,000, Mr. Speaker. Programs again, Mr. Speaker, decreasing. This is your numbers, Mr. Minister, not mine. Professional and consultancy, Mr. Speaker. Last year, $2,000. This year, 44,000. Legal aid. Last year, 560. This year, 560,000. Neither nothing change or decrease. My words exactly. From the court, from the digital department. Let's go to the Ministry of Immigration and Border Services. Increases, Mr. Speaker. Staff course from 528,000 to 880,000, Mr. Speaker. Professional and consultancy. Last year, $79,492, Mr. Speaker. Speaker, you know how much money they have in professional and consultancy this year? $3,178,615. Increases, Mr. Speaker. Not for the people, not directly for the people. But let's look at local training. Mr. Speaker, you know how much they have in local training for our office, immigration officers? I almost ashamed as a Turks and Caicos Island that to say this. The revised estimate last year was $1,924. So they say, oh, we got to increase that. Yeah, they increased it, Mr. Speaker. I, I got to give you that. Guess how much you increased it to from $1,924 to $3,385. That kind of stuff come on their computers. <laughs> I, I can't understand it, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, I will address immigration under national security later. But let's look at the K-9 unit, finally back in here, Mr. Speaker, 13,000. Mr. Speaker, we go to visas, immigration, everything, the only increase, civil servants course from 3,600, uh, $3,654,591 to 4,754,051. dollars but guess how much they have for meetings and conferences amongst their offices, Mr. Speaker? $500. Speaker, are we really serious? Mr. Speaker, last year we spent, the actual was $3,766 on repatriation. And guess what the Minister of Finance gave the Immigration Department this year? The same $3 million $766, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, and I am sure the Ministry of Immigration asks for this to increase because of what we are seeing and what we know happening in our region. But you refuse to give them the money, Mr. Minister? And this historic budget, biggest ever, something as important as this, you, you, you refuse to give the Ministry of Immigration their money. Mr. Speaker, I will address the Labor Tribunal later on also. Let's move to Ministry of Finance, Mr. Speaker. This is Mr. Speaker again. Civil servants course from 485,000 to 892,000. You're seeing the increases, Mr. Speaker. And anyone who are out, anybody out there in the public 
just following your book. You don't have to believe what I'm saying is true, but I am using their numbers. Mr. Speaker, let's look at professional and consultancy. Last year, the actual spent was $439,000. This year, professional and consultancy is $2 million, Mr. Speaker. $2 million. You're seeing the increases. I hope my people is following. I hope we are following in the budget books and following the numbers. Subvention to invest Turks and Caicos Islands. Biggest budget ever. We want to stimulate economic growth. The, the minister talked about the AMSME program. Mr. Speaker, last year they had three million, three, three million, $375,215. Biggest budget ever. Best thing ever. Guess how much they get in the game, Mr. Speaker? The same $3,375,215. Where's the growth? Where is taking care of our people? Where is going above and beyond? The same thing. This is on page... 3.33, Minister, this is your words. This is not mine. This is not of my creation. Let's move on, Mr. Speaker. And I'm sure the people are seeing the pattern. I'm sure if you're here, born here, is seeing the pattern. What is going on? Ministry of Education. Let's go to Ministry of Education. Oh, and I just want to inform all ministers present that if you look, all your travel has been cut. All your allowances have been cut. I'm, I'm sorry to say that, Honorable Minister of Finance and Mr. Speaker, I'm not one of them. Let me stick a pin here. Who get upset when I see ministers travel because I've been a minister and I know there are certain conferences that you must attend because every other minister will be there. Decisions are being made for the region. So I'll never knock that. My only issue is, Mr. Speaker, that when ministers return, they must give a report to the people. To the premier and to the people, the ministers must give a report and account for the reason why they were at that conference and how it benefited the Turks, Caicos Islands. So we want our ministers to be rep present. We want our ministers to represent us at these international forums. We should never cut that, Mr. Speaker. Turks and Caicos Islands must be present. So I'll never knock the ministers when they have to travel. I only ask that they present the information how it benefits our people. But Mr. Speaker, Every ministry, they went ahead and cut the minister's travel by in half. Every ministry. I, didn't, I can show you the numbers here. The numbers are here. Mr. Minister of Finance, why are you doing your colleagues like that? I wanted to say, if your ministry increased, you cut yours too, so I cannot say nothing. You went and cut yours too. I'm going to get to see if you cut the premier's zones. If you are strong enough to cut that budget, that travel budget. But I noticed you cut yours too, so I have to applaud you for that. You didn't run and just cut theirs. You say, hey, I'm going to lead by example. I'm going to cut mine too. So I give credit where credit is due. Yes, yes, I give credit where credit is due. Mr. Speaker, getting back to the original program. Mr. Speaker, we were at Ministry of Finance and finishing up Ministry of Finance. We now turn to Ministry of Education, Mr. Speaker. 
Oh, sorry. Before I inside the I'm following. So persons won't get lost. I will follow this. It is the office of the deputy governor. Again, you break about how much money, how much increases, the big percentage of increase that the deputy governor's office is getting, saying how happy she's going to be. But, Mr. Speaker, let's look at it. Those increases are civil servants' course again from 647000 to, I think this 899000 uh, the, the, the number is smudgy here, Mr. Speaker, so I'll move away from that number. I want to be correct. So I'll discard that, Mr. Speaker. But let's look at advertising to get those jobs out, to get people interested. They spent 55000 what's the actual, now for advertising and reaching our people wherever they are in the world. We are again down to 50000 So where is the forward thinking? What are we doing here? Programs. Mr. Speaker, local training. This is in the office of the deputy governor. Ooh. We, we know we talk about local training, training our civil servants, how important local training is. Last year, 21-22, sorry, it was 52,000. 22-23, in this year's budget, is down to 40,000, Mr. Speaker. We seen in 21, 22, it was 50,000, dollars to be exact. This year, local training is down to 40,000. That is programs that directly impacts our people, our civil servants, getting them trained. But how much it is? And this historic budget, it isn't bigger, it isn't double, so we can get more of our people trained. It's actually cut. Yeah, you may say that, well, that isn't a bigger month from 52000 to 40000 but it is a cut, Mr. Speaker, directly confirming what I said in my release. Programs are either cut or remain the same in this historic budget. Let's move on, Mr. Speaker. Ministry of Education. Civil Service course. Move from 892000 $333 to $1 million. And $1 million, $1.00047. So that's $1 million and $47, Mr. Speaker. Civil servants increase. However, Mr. Speaker, I see for professional, professional and consultancy under the Ministry of Education, we see $1.2 six six million one million two hundred and sixty six thousand five hundred and sixty one dollars to be exact mr speaker and professional and consultancy now join the appropriations committee uh, i honorable chair i can speak about the appropriations committee because i know you'll get real upset when i speak about appropriations committee even though it's in public join the appropriations committee mr speaker we heard that this is for cleaning and I was wondering, why would the minister hide cleaning under professional and consultancy? Why, Mr. Speaker? Why is cleaning services being hide under the disguise of professional and consultancy? And Mr. Speaker, nobody have to take my word for it. If I am speaking something that is untruth, correct me. 
I will sit down now if she can tell me what this figure is for, Mr. Speaker. If it's for professional and consultancy or for cleaning. One million, two hundred and sixty-six dollars, five hundred and sixty-one cents. Sorry, Mr. Speaker. One million, two hundred and sixty-six thousand, five hundred and sixty-one dollars. It's right here, Honorable Minister of Finance. What are we hiding? Why are we labeling cleaning services professional and consultancy, if that is the case? Or tell us what this professional and consultancy figure is for. What is this $1 million for? Let us know, Mr. Speaker. It is the people money, and they need to know where their money going. Mr. Speaker, <laughs> and I get up on this point, the point of scholarships. Yesterday, everyone heard the Minister of Finance get up and say some $11 million for, men, for scholarships. Mr. Speaker, I get up on a point of order, and I asked them to clarify that. Honorable Min I said, Mr. Speaker, Honorable Minister, are you saying that this, your budget has $11.1 million for Ministry of fin for scholarships? He went on saying, uh, implying that this is correct. And Mr. Speaker, I wanted to go on further, but you said, and I respected you. Honorable Leader of the Opposition, please allow the Honorable Minister to continue with his presentation. Close quote. Because I asked him, are you sure, Honorable Minister of Finance, $11 million for scholarships? And Mr. Speaker, the Minister of Education is here. If that figure wasn't correct, also, as uh, Honorable Minister, you made a mistake. The figure is actually this. But what they say, what they say about silence, everybody know what they say about silence. What silence means, Mr. Speaker? Silence means consent. That $11 million was inside this budget for scholarships. Mr. Speaker, I am going to put it that that is very misleading to the people of the Turks and Caicos Islands. Here, the amount of money for scholarships says student scholarships, $3,750,806, Mr. Speaker. Even if he wanted to ask, add what is for the community college, subvention to the community college is $6,412,901. Even if you add those two numbers together, Mr. Speaker, that's only 900,000, 900 and something thousand. Honorable Minister, go ahead. Go ahead. I will yield at this time, Honorable Speaker. The Chair recognizes the Honorable uh, Minister Daniel for Space Finance. Uh, honorable, honorable Speaker, I'm just raising on a point what of What is your point of order, sir? For a point of clarification. I, I, will, I, I will allow no, you, not because the, um, and I, I, I honestly don't want it to get up here and address it, but I just want to clarify for you. What I said was that Treasury and further education, which scholarships fall under, was raising from 9.5 million to 11 million dollars, and that was a 16.3 percent increase. That scholarships fall under that line category, and that's what I said. So my exact words were: Treasury and further education, where scholarships fall under, was getting an increase. That's what I said. Don't mix words. There's no magic around here. That's exactly what I said. 
you want to you want the court if you wanted to go uh, and, and get sorry the uh, house of assembly to get the notes get the minutes and go over it you can say what i said but that's what i said thank you very much um honorable minister of um, education i see a light but i will allow the honorable minister to clarify those points when he wrap, when he wraps up the debate I don't want a lot of back and forth while the um, leader of the opposition yes, is making his presentation. Thank you very much, Mr. Speaker. And the reason why I, I allowed that, Mr. Speaker, I wanted to get some water. So while I was drinking some water, you know, let her speak. Yes. <laughs> but, Mr. Speaker, I got up and I specifically asked for clarification. So it will be no, uh, you know, uh, no, no mix-up. I said, are you saying, Honorable Minister of Finance, that there is $11.1 million for, for scholarships? I asked him that specifically. Minister of Education deal. All of them not into their agreement, Mr. Speaker. So what am I to think, Mr. Speaker? Well, Honorable Leader of the Opposition, I think I, I, I cut the discussion short by saying that I will allow the Honorable Minister of Education to clarify the matter during his wrap-up and during the Committee of Supply Camp. And I think that's, that's why Reagan, nothing Mr. further was said on that yes, point. Yes, 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 Mr. Speaker. But let's go. Historic budget, $423 million. You would think, Mr. Speaker, and everyone in the audience, everyone in the gallery, everyone listening, if a historic budget is happening in the Turks and Caicos Islands, and if we have hundreds of millions of dollars, Surely, Honorable uh, Opposition's appointed member, you would think that we're spending about 15, 20 million dollars on scholarships. But no, Mr. Speaker. Scholarships have not changed, Mr. Speaker. In fact, 21-22, it was 4.1 million, Mr. Speaker. We're down to 3.7 million now, Mr. Speaker. 3.7 million dollars. And I know uh, the excuse is going to be given, oh, well, the community college is free now, so scholarships don't have to be that high. What you talking about? Because the scholarship, the community college is free, scholarships don't have to be that high? $423 million and we're not increasing scholarships? Not one cent more to scholarships, Mr. Speaker, to international scholarships? The position of our country here today and what, how we need trained people not one cent more in this historic $423 million budget. Over 200 something million dollars in the bank. $20 million on an interest. Not a cent to increase scholarships. Actually decrease, as, as my honorable member pointed out. Wow, Mr. Speaker. I don't know if the Honorable Premier knows that. Because I surely, the Honorable Premier of the Turks and Caicos wouldn't have allowed that. Mr. Speaker, I don't think so. Honorable Premier, I think this one slipped you when they put the numbers. They probably hide that. Because I sure, the Honorable Premier that I know, want to allow scholarships to remain the same in this historic budget. Not, huh? <laughs> but somehow it did, Mr. Speaker. Somehow it did. Mr. Speaker, we, we have to move on. I'm still under Ministry of Education, Mr. Speaker. Uh, and Mr. Speaker, remember in my statement, 
And I am a fair man. I said that there are certain social programs. I saw that increase, Mr. Speaker. And I was happy to see this child daycare program here. I said, oh, this is a good thing. This is a good move. And then on further inquiry, we realized that when we asked, okay, who is going to be benefiting from this child daycare center? I mean, child daycare program. And sadly, we learned that it's going to be a select few people. And I was like, wait, a select few? How are you going to select? Because we're going down a slippery slope now. A select group of people is going to get this daycare service. So, you know, I made my sense to start going. Something is wrong here. How is this selection going to take place? And on pressing, you know, and I have to, I don't know, uh, the PS of finances here, and I always thank her because she always keep me from really going down and angle with the members that I shouldn't go down. And Madam PS, thank you very much for all your work on the budget. I failed to say that at the first. Thank you very much for you and your team. And you know what I'm talking about when we are in those meetings, so you have to keep the leader of the opposition from going down areas. So I was asking, how is this election going to be take place? But I realized that the honorable, uh, the members from the ministry, and so they can't give me that answer. And the PS correctly said, this is a policy decision. So what policy is there? And, I, and, and Mr. Speaker, it is. And she was correct. It isn't for me to drill uh, the members here, the people appearing before me, the officers from there. I have to drill them. And I said, okay, I will wait until I get inside the people's house on the people's job. So I have the policymakers here. I have the cabinet members here, Mr. Speaker. How is this selection going to take place? What process, what fear process is going to be in place? And then I heard Mr. Speaker, you know, just inquiring, maybe it's going to be some teachers. I say, is it going to be all the teachers? Is it going to be a sample of the teachers? Is it going to be the teachers in the primary schools, the high schools, the college? What teachers? Is it going to be local teachers only? Is it going to be all teachers? You see, all that is policy decisions. I couldn't drill down uh, the technocrats on that. It's their decision, Mr. Speaker. So I asked, okay, if you're using teachers, and this is a historic $423 million budget, why not put the program out to all civil servants, all mothers who have children and uh, mothers who require daycare and the civil service? Instead of trying to pick, pick this group, this group, Mr. Speaker, I have to digress here. You know that is the same tactic that our slave masters use with us. You pick one group and favor this one group over this next group. It's going to cause division. It's going to cause division in people, Mr. Speaker. The genocide in Rwanda was because of that. The, the British came in and they favor the Houthis over the, uh, the next group. And of course, division. And we see what happened. Anytime you put, select one group of people and put them against the next and give these people favorite treatment and don't give the next group, it will cause division. So which groups are you looking at, Honorable Minister of Education, and giving this daycare service to? I want to know, Mr. Speaker. The people need to know. And why in this day and age of $423 million 
this program cannot be offered to all the parents inside of the civil servants that require daycare uh, needs, needs, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, I also applaud, I saw the school nutrition program, 1.4 million. Speaker, I am very happy to see this. And I give credit where credit due. As I said in my release, a few social programs, and this is one of them. And Mr. Speaker, as we are in this forum, I can say I was instrumental in getting that policy, school nutrition policy, and I will get to that. The year when it was happened, everything. I will get to that. Mr. Speaker, after school programs, 513,000. I am happy to see that. That is one of those social programs that I said in my release were referring to, Mr. Speaker. But let's look at youth activities for the schools. And I'll just pull out one, Mr. Speaker. You know, with youth activities, this is where they take the kids all around the country. You have a, a contest here in North Caicos and South Caicos and Provo. Uh, the students need to be at this event, at that event. That is important. Youth activities for H.J. Robinson High School since we are in their auditorium. The actual last year was 20,413. Instead of seeing day 20 and raising it another 10, and this historic $415, $423 million. They ran and decreased it, Mr. Speaker. It's down to 14000 now, Mr. Speaker. 6000 decrease. Mr. Speaker, we might be saying that is small, but the, the kids in our school, that is a big difference. That is a big difference to the children in our schools, Mr. Speaker. Surely in the grand scheme of $423 million, Mr. Speaker, as I said, the big bags going to some, but who's getting the little bags? We see who getting the little bags now, Mr. Speaker. And that is the same with every school, Mr. Speaker. Every school here I can turn to. Every school. So we come to youth department itself. Now surely, $423 million, $200 million sitting up in the bank account, the youth department is going to be taken care of. Mr. Speaker, all I see is cuts. Mr. Speaker, youth activities in 2122, $142,871. In 2324, youth activities, $125. What, sorry, $125,047. That is your programs. That is what I am referring to. Programs being cut. This day and age, Mr. Speaker, how we want to save our youth, how we want to get them into programs, Mr. Speaker, the youth department. Now, you, one may say, oh, well, we already have this uh, for after-school programs and everything. But we're talking specifically for the youth department and their budget for youth activities. We know what the ministry have, and I pointed that out, uh, the after-school program. We know that. I already been there. But we are talking about the youth department and their youth program, youth activities program budget. That is cut, Mr. Speaker. Again, this is in my words, Mr. Speaker. You see, I haven't moved my page in my speech. I am using 
your numbers. This is what you presented, Honorable Minister of Finance. Let's move on, Mr. Speaker. We are to Ministry of Physical De Development. Oh, no, sorry. Ministry of Home Affairs. Yes. <laughs> Very too quick to get to you, huh, Honorable Minister? <laughs> I am coming. Don't worry. I'm on my way. <laughs> yes. Mr. Speaker, let's look at Ministry of Home Affairs. As we said, we hear about the minister giving them more money. How much money did the minister give them more? Well, it's just in the normal salary increases, uh, not going to the director of the people account, from $1,198,000 to $1,664,000. Normal increase. The normal uh, uh, inflation, inflation adjustment increase of civil service salary. That is a big jump. But let, let's look at programs, Mr. Speaker. Witness protection. The original estimate last year was $54,000. Witness protection. Last year was $54,000. We have seen how crime changed in the Turks and Caicos Islands. Guess how much they get this year for witness protection, Mr. Speaker? That $54,000 was cut more than half down to 21,000, Mr. Speaker, for witness protection. It's right here on page 3.68 of the Minister of Finance budget, 3.68. This is his numbers, not mine. Honorable Minister of Finance, you went into cut witness protection also. Honorable Minister of Finance, come on, come on. Not witness protection. And I don't know if the Honorable Minister of Home Affairs asked for more or requested more, but for your ministry to go in and cut witness protection when we have $423 million, $423 million budget, Mr. Speaker, one would think, Mr. Speaker, that with the change in crime and everything that is happening in Turks and Caicos Islands, we will further expand advanced witness protection where we can have someone probably stationed in Russia you know, if their life is in danger, somewhere in Africa. Mr. Speaker, things have changed. But witness protection has been cut. Mr. Speaker, keeping with Ministry of Home Affairs, local government transformation. Last year we spent 49000 This year we're down to 135000 Mr. Speaker, again, electric... Electricity costs going up, civil servants costs. Mr. Speaker, under Ministry of Home Affairs, and I know this number is shared with two ministries, Ministry of Home Affairs and Ministry of Health and Human Services under Environmental Health. We look at upkeep of cemeteries, Mr. Speaker. Upkeep of cemeteries. With everything happening in this country right now, Mr. Speaker, and we have seen the news. We have seen the, the destruction of tombs. We have seen what has taken place in cemeteries, Mr. Speaker, and particularly in five keys. Mr. Speaker, 21, 22, we had $10,000 budget under this vote for upkeep of cemeteries. 
Now they cut it down to 7,500. Mr. Speaker, what is that going to do? 7,500 cut? Page 370, Mr. Minister, page 3.70. Upkeep of cemeteries. Line item number 33726. 10,000 cut down to 7,500. And Mr. Speaker, the bad thing is, it's not only him, it's only, not only the Minister of Home Affairs that did it, the Minister of Health did it also on the environmental health. But we're going to get there, Mr. Speaker. Upkeep of cemeteries. It'll come back around. I'll come back to that, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, keep it with electrical charges. Mr. Speaker, again, like I said, these are the things that showing the increase. For what are undertakings? Last year is 1.1 million. Now this year is 1,200,000. Mr. Speaker, big jumps in electricity, utility costs. That is what the minister is bragging about. It isn't programs. It isn't money going directly to the people to benefit directly the people. I mean, one may say that the increase in electricity price and they get given more will benefit the people and you could connect the dots some way. But I'm talking about directly to the people, Mr. Speaker. Maintenance of fixer sets, Mr. Speaker. And we know the issues we have with the reverse osmosis machines and the pumps and everything, the piping, Mr. Speaker, that really hasn't changed. Last year it was 259,000. Actually, this year it's 258,000. I don't know why you decrease takeaway of $1,000. I, I don't know, but it hasn't changed, Mr. Speaker. $423 million. And for the maintenance of the, the, the machines, the pumps, uh, the generators, the reverse osmosis machines, Nothing has changed. In fact, to be accurate, it's $1,000 less, Mr. Speaker. Let's move on, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, I look at uh, motor vehicles. Again, just uh, Department of Motor Vehicles. Again, civil service course. Their programs are done, Mr. Speaker, or it may remain the same. Nothing new. Mr. Speaker, all supplies, materials, and equipment. Last year, we spent $207,774. This year, we're projecting to spend $126,000. Maybe one may say that last year they did some bulk purchase or something like that. Maybe, Mr. Speaker. But all I'm saying, the program has decreased. I know this program decreased. I believe that is where they buy the license plates under. Maybe, Mr. Speaker. I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. But this has decreased by almost $100,000. Again, as I have stated, programs decreasing in your budget bubble. Mr. Speaker, Department of Correctional Services, dealing with the prison. Let's see what is going on there. So for their travel, you know that is important for the people in the, the prison offices to be traveling. And I'm going to pull that out also later on, Mr. Speaker. So now, and we know there have been an increase in activity throughout the islands. Mr. Speaker, last year they spent $23,000 on local travel. 
Now we cut them down to 13,000, Mr. Speaker. Programs cutting, Mr. Speaker. Rations. Rations for the prisoners, Mr. Speaker. We want to talk about human rights and this day and age and gender equality budgeting and green budgeting and UN conventions and all the conventions, Mr. Speaker. Rations for the prisoners. Last in 21-22, it was $369,988. This year is $356,443. Is it the intention that we are expecting to see less prisoners? If it is so, Mr. Speaker, then the, the, the figure may make sense. But we know that is not the reality, Mr. Speaker. Has there been an exodus of people serving their time and leaving the prison that we can say we can now cut the rations in the prison? I mean, sadly, Mr. Speaker, I thought this would have been increasing. From what the activity that I've seen be throughout our country, I thought this figure should have been at least a little bit higher, Mr. Speaker. But, as it is stated here, and your numbers, Honorable Minister of Finance, on page 3.75, rations, item number 33512, prison, 356443 some $15,000, $20,000 decrease, Mr. Speaker. Programs with decreasing. Mr. Speaker, last year, maintenance of assets are the buildings. Now, we know if one place we have to keep maintenance on, Mr. Speaker, is Her Majesty's prison. We cannot let maintenance foil fail here. That is one place that we can never, and I use the term, let our guard down and let maintenance fail there. But, Mr. Speaker, the Honorable Minister of Finance and the Honorable Premier, and their biggest budget ever, Historic budget. Guess what, Mr. Speaker? Maintenance at the prison is cut. Maintenance at the prison, last year the actual spent budgeted was for 349000 The actual spent was 439000 This year, we cut it down to 191000 Mr. Speaker. 191000 from 439852 dollars actually being spent, we cut it down to 191000 What are we saying? Are they serious about security in this historic budget? No, Mr. Speaker. You see why, and Mr. Speaker, I'll pause here. You see why I had to make the comments that I had make, Mr. Speaker? It doesn't give me pleasure to talk about my country, my beloved country like this. But I have a duty to the people and to this position to expose what this government is doing, what they're saying, and what they're not doing, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, under the prison, again, programs, line uh, item number 36099. Other social welfare, they are the social welfare program. Mr. Speaker, the budgeted amount and 21, 22 was 207. Last year, it was 251,000, sorry, 251,000 last year. The actual amount spent 
on their social welfare programs in the prison was $249,624. Mr. Speaker, that is also cut down to $150,000. That's almost $100,000 cut from $251,000 down to $150,000. $101,000 cut in the prison social welfare program. Imagine that in a $423 million budget with 200 and something million dollars inside the bank. Imagine that, Mr. Speaker. That is why I say shameful, Mr. Speaker. Shameful, shameful, shameful. Mr. Speaker, let's move on. Mr. Speaker, services, some social services had increased. Uh, and I have to give credit where credit is due. As I criticize hard, I always give credit equally hard. Mr. Speaker, I see here that we have home help services. This is on page 3.82 of the small book. We see home help went from 1,528,000 to 1,633,000. So that is an increase, Mr. Speaker, of almost $100,000. So that is good, Mr. Speaker. You see that social programming increase. One of them I was referring to. Mr. Speaker, we see welfare benefits uh, move. Uh, last year was 2,375,000. It is now 2,382,000. It went up a little bit, but never, nevertheless, that is an increase. Welfare grants. We see it move from $128,000 to $210,000 in this year. Again, that went up, Mr. Speaker. But here lies the problem, Mr. Speaker. While these increases are good, yes, they are good for those people who truly deserve it. But, Mr. Speaker, I do not want this government to continue going down the road of making our country a welfare state. Mr. Speaker, not to hit any country. I went to part of my training was in the United States. And there's a certain subset of their population that, that really just live off of welfare. Mr. Speaker, the welfare state is a big issue in the United States. And I don't want this government to make the Turks and Caicos Islands a welfare state. Those who can work must be given the opportunity to work and not to be a burden on our country, Mr. Speaker. I know, and I will touch later on in my speech, that it is this government's modus operandi to give handouts. They pride themselves on it. That is what they do best. They said it themselves in no exact terms, but they said they are the government of handouts. Mr. Speaker, y'all said it. Y'all said it. Y'all bang the desk. Y'all brag about it, that you are the government of handouts, and that when you are in power, you surely do give handouts. Mr. Speaker, that is the message that I got. If I am wrong, then I am wrong. 
But that is the message that I got. Mr. Speaker, you see, I have a different point of view. Yes. When our people truly need it and truly deserve it, I am all for the welfare checks. But we have to take a different approach, Mr. Speaker. I will touch on that later. As I am dealing with our Ministry of Home Affairs. Mr. Speaker, the Honorable Minister of Finance talk about the environment and how this is a green budget. Mr. Speaker, I haven't seen nothing to address the environment as yet in this budget. Where is the green budget? Green budget. This is a green budget. This is what they call it. Two terms are used for this budget. Agenda, agenda something, Mr. Speaker. Agenda budget and policy and green budget and policy, Mr. Speaker. This is what they call that. I went through, through all the figures so far. I am down to Ministry of Home Affairs and nothing about the environment as yet. Nothing about gender issues as yet, Mr. Speaker. No programs. No, they didn't say gender budget, uh, gender policy in the ministry. They say this budget is gender, uh, gender budgeting. This whole budget shows a gender budgeting policy and a gender based budgeting policy. Thank you very much, honorable opposition appointed member. Gender based budgeting policy and Green-based budget and policy. Mr. Speaker, I'm going through all the figures. The environment isn't there. But, Mr. Speaker, and Ministry of Home Affairs, who are so stay trying. I see street cleaning. Mr. Speaker, street cleaning was $60,000 last year, uh, $60,000 a year before. And guess how much the minister is giving them again? $60,000. No increase. That is on page 3.84, uh, line item 33745, Honorable Minister. That is what, in this green budget, in this historic $423 million, $200 million in the bank, street cleaning. And this is not for Saul Key, you know, Mr. Speaker. Because I didn't even know if this can $60,000 can clean all the streets in Seoul Key. This is for the entire Turks and Caicos Islands. How are you going to address street cleaning with $60,000 and providentialities, Mr. Speaker? The Chair recognizes the Honorable Minister for Home Affairs. What is your point of order? Um, Mr. Speaker, on the point of order, the improper and proven improper motives, he is quoting um, figures from the, the budget for the DC's offices, not the ministry, and that, does not, and that does not, it's not for the whole entire country. Those street cleaning up for North, Middle, South, and Seoul Key. That is the DC's budgets, not the whole Toxin Gigas. Thank you. Thank you very much, Please Mr. proceed, Speaker. Honorable Leader of the Opposition. Uh, and I thank the Honorable Minister for that clarification. As I always say, I seek to be factual, Mr. Speaker. But again, it supports my point. North, middle. Woo, Mr. Speaker, we know how big middle Caicos is. South Caicos and Seoul Key. Street cleaning. Mr. Speaker, I love when I go to North and Middle Caicos and to visit my honorable minister. I love it, Mr. Speaker. Whenever I am home, 
wherever in Turks and Caicos Islands I go, I am home. But Mr. Speaker, we need, we need some street cleaning down there. And this $60,000 on the Minister of Home Affairs can't do it. We see the bus close to the road. You don't have no room to run off the road, to stop on the side. Yeah, probably about a feet clean the last time I checked. But, oh yes, when the Prince came. Yeah, they did a lot of cleaning that time. I think all this money was spent uh, during the Prince time, Mr. Speaker. But street cleaning for North, Middle, South Caicos, and Seoul Key. $60,000, Mr. Speaker. For the last three years, nothing changed. Historic budget. Historic failures. Historically, things are remaining the same. The things that matter to our people, Mr. Speaker, are remaining the same. Yes, electrical charges, professional and consultancy, those things going up. But the programs and the things that mean the most to our people remain the same or cut. So far, everything I have said, people listening can see that I have been proven right so far. Mr. Speaker, let's move on. Mr. Speaker, I now turn my attention to the Ministry of Physical Planning and Infrastructure Development. Such an important ministry, Mr. Speaker. Very, very important ministry. Physical Planning and Infrastructure Development. Very important ministry for the government. Mr. Speaker, Minister of Finance Brega, but there increases. Again, civil servants course from 650 to 776,000. But Mr. Speaker, oh, yeah, Minister, you know, I'll regret to inform you that your travel has been cut from 19,000 down to 9,000. Uh, I'll try and work in the committee of getting that up for you. Mr. Minister of PPID, we see here, Mr. Speaker, and I want to point out this one, the works program, Mr. Speaker. I think I touched on it later inside my speech. I'll get to it again, but let me identify what is here. Historic budget, Minister, Mr. Minister of Finance. Best thing that ever happened to the Turks and Caicos Islands. $423 million. Look out what we are doing for you. Well, how much you gave your Honorable Minister of Finance? I mean, Honorable Minister of Home Affairs, Honorable Minister of PPID. These ministers didn't get anything, Mr. Speaker. Honorable Minister, works program coming into power. I brag about it. I was so happy that there was $8 million, $8.3 million allocated for the works program. And Mr. Speaker, I was so happy that our people would be benefiting coming out of COVID-19. The opposition appointed member and I, we supported this. We were happy. We told the government that we were happy that they put this here. But sadly, Mr. Speaker, you know where the majority of that $8.3 million went? We purchased some property somewhere, somewhere, put some money in somebody's pocket, Mr. Speaker. 5.4 million of that 800 and something million dollars wasn't spent on the people, Mr. Speaker. So, 
The following year, they budget three point something million. Three point nine nine zero nine nine million, Mr. Speaker. Okay, not bad. Then we look, we see uh, last year, 3.4, of which the actual spent was 3,584,900. That's the actual that was spent. Now, after all this, and this being the year of the biggest budget ever, you would think that this works program is going to have 15 million, 20 million dollars inside. This is what the opposition appointed member and I came to see, wanted to see, because whatever is good for our people, we support. If we don't care who do it, we want it done. You see, we are like you, we all know the story in, in King Solomon, you know, the one when he was going to cut the baby in half. The real mothers, the people who really care, say, no, 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 I don't care, give it to her. Let her take the credit. I want the baby to survive. We wanted this baby to survive. So we didn't care if you all took the credit. We wanted to see this for our people. But guess what they did, Mr. Speaker? From 3.5 million, they didn't cut it down to 2.5 million. They didn't cut it down to 1.5 million, Mr. Speaker. $900,000, Mr. Speaker. Your works program and your ministry of PPID this is what they gave you, Honorable Minister? Are you aware of this? 900000 for the whole Turks and Caicos Islands? Uh, this is for the whole Turks and Caicos Islands, right? This is only Sol Key? Let me know. This is the whole Turks and Caicos Islands? $900,000, Mr. Speaker. For the whole Turks and Caicos Islands, the WALKS program. We're talking about taking care of the environment. One of the areas where you can take care of the environment to see this three point something million dollars that was there last year, see the eight point something million dollars that was there the year before, and raise that to one sixteen point something million dollars. Two hundred million dollars in the bank. <laughs> well, this is the saying, when grass is growing, the cow is starving. But now you're in the cow ain't starving, they're going in the pan and taking the grass out, Mr. Speaker. Look how much grass you took out from this pan. Look at it. From 8.43 million, 8.3 million, that's coming out of uh, the worst time ever. Imagine this, let, let's, let's set it up. We just coming out, we, we leaping out the, the COVID-19 pandemic. The worst thing the world have ever seen in the last 100 years. Mr. Speaker, we were able, and we applaud this government for putting $8.3 million still. Budgets increase, country doing better. They cut it. Budgets increase, country doing better. They cut it again. Budget increase again to $423 million. They really cut it. Like, you're upset with the people? What was you doing? This is, we cut it again. No, we're not going to pay a lot for this muffler. We're going to cut it again. This is because of what they're doing. How are you going to protect the environment? How are you going to give those young entrepreneurs out there who want to work, who have their contracts? What are we going to do with the people who have their contracts? This helped those people, Mr. Speaker. This truly helped those people. And we are seeing cuts here. 
And I know it's later in my speech, Mr. Speaker, but I have to say it now. A lot of our people, our young people, we always say, we always listen to people talking about Turks and Caicos Islanders don't want to work and this and that. Well, maybe it's the job fit. Maybe they don't want to work for somebody. Maybe they don't want to be a laborer. If you put them in an the office, uh, they're not good at that. You put them as a laborer, they're not good at that. But you put them running their own business and you tell them, make sure that job is done. They may not be the ones to do it, but they can surely make sure that job is done. Mr. Speaker, and I prove that. During my time, as some many young men who get work, people would say, well, they don't want to do nothing. Before the sun rise, they had that job completed. Maybe they didn't do it themselves, but their ability to supervise those people. So it's all about the job fit, Mr. Speaker. A lot of our young men prefer being their own boss, doing their own hours. That is nothing wrong with that. But decreasing this, we are taking away that opportunity. We are taking away that opportunity from them. 8.4 million was good. 3.9 million was bad. 900,000, Mr. Speaker? I don't have an adjective to describe that, Honorable Minister, in comparison to what this should be. Mr. Speaker, in this day and age, we should be seeing some $16 million. We're talking about beautifying our Turks and Caicos Islands. We're talking about getting our young men diversion activity, uh, activities. You know, increasing entrepreneurship, contractual workers, lifting people out. And we are caught in this one avenue where we know that helps a lot of our people. You know, there's so much to be done, so much cleaning, so much painting, so much to be done in this country. And we have people willing and want those opportunities to get these contracts, to help the government realize their green budget, help us to be truly beautiful by nature. But we are caught in their opportunity. This is what we're doing here. Honorable Minister of Finance, it's a shame what you did to your Honorable Minister of PPID. It is a shame. Honorable Premier, I don't know if you know this happened. This is how your Minister of Finance, Honorable Premier, is treating your Minister of PPID. This shouldn't happen. Other ministers stand up. I know you're being treated bad too, but don't let the Minister of Finance treat your fellow ministers like this. Just say no. Wow. Speaker, public works. Mr. Speaker, we look at on page 3.90, Honorable Minister of Finance, Honorable Premier. Maintenance of roads and drains. Maintenance of roads and drains, Mr. Speaker. Historic budget. What do we expect? I know everybody in the gallery would have expect, okay, this is a historic budget. We should be seeing big money for maintenance of our roads. We know the conditions of our roads. We know the condition of Leeward Highway. We know the conditions throughout the Turks and Caicos Islands. We know the conditions here in Grand Turk. We know these conditions, Mr. Speaker. So we would expect to see more. There are more roads being done. Under my previous administration that I was a part of, we paved hundreds of roads here in the Turks and Caicos Islands. And I have the information to back it up. Because I know at some point in time in this debate, they're going to be, oh, well, what did you do when you was there? That is common. Hold on over for that. That is common. Mr. Speaker, maintenance of roads, the actual was $670,000. And we, as a people, we know 
for what we get with that $670,000, that wasn't enough because we still see the condition of the roads now. So we know the actual that was spent, $670,000 wasn't enough. The budget of a month was 611000 But the good gentleman and uh, your ministry, Honorable Minister, wherever they, they move monies around, they say, no, no, 611000 we already bust our budget, and the work isn't completed as yet. So they move it. They actually spent $670,000, Mr. Speaker. But, Mr. Speaker, again, the Minister of Finance came and cut this back down to 637000 Mr. Speaker. Instead of increasing it, he went and he cut it. And we know the conditions of roads. We're talking about we are a first-class destination, you know, high-end tourism. High-end tourists get to drive on high-end roads. High-end citizens that we our people are get to drive on high-end roads. We want high-end roads in front of our houses. We want high-end roads in front of our communities. 423,000 million, 423 million, nothing to roads. It's being cut, Honorable Minister. Honorable Minister of PPID. You are originally from Baxalina. You have some of that in you. You allowed this to be happen <laughs> under your watch. You allowed this to happen. Cut your road budget. Let's go to maintenance of streetlights, Mr. Speaker. 836,000 budgeted. We heard about the beautification, uh, electrification. Uh, communities calling for more lights. Sadly, it's the same 836,000. Nothing more, nothing less. No change. Exactly what I said in my statements, Mr. Speaker. Either most programs remain the same or decrease. Again, they have something for street cleaning here. Street cleaning, and I would assume this is a, the entire Turks and Caicos Islands. Street cleaning. Last year, the good gentleman again, the budget of the month was 225000 They went and they spent 271000 Mr. Speaker. The year before that, 2020, 2021, it was 376000 Mr. Speaker. You know how much in this year of the biggest budget ever we get to? The same, way less. 250000 again, Mr. Speaker. Street cleaning. The entire Turks and Caicos Islands. Mr. Speaker, walk on our streets. Drive on our streets. Drive around Providenciales. Drive around North and Middle Caicos. Soil Key, South Caicos. While you're here in the evening, drive around Grand Turk and see if our streets, all our streets are clean. See if we don't need more money for this. Whatever the reason is, now we can point fingers, whatever. But the facts remain, those streets need cleaning. And if we spent $271,000 last year and it didn't do the job, how can we decrease that and come and spend look to spend $250,000 this year? It doesn't make sense. You have to be forward ever, backward never. But you're doing one step forward and but ten steps back. I don't, it doesn't make sense, Mr. Speaker. And this is why I had to say those comments about this budget, Mr. Speaker. And again, 
People, don't take my word for it. Look at their numbers. Look at their numbers. I'm, I am using the Minister of Finance book. Mr. Speaker, let's move on. Mr. Speaker, we know we have problems with vehicles, and so uh, the government fleet of vehicles always need maintenance, spare parts. Mr. Speaker, this haven't moved. The same 157,000, we are bringing on more vehicles for the maintenance of vehicles. We have, you look in this budget, there's a lot more vehicles coming on, on stream. But yet, we are not budgeting for the maintenance of those vehicles. We are keeping maintenance the same. Honorable Minister of PPID, the Honorable Minister of Finances and treating you well. You may feel so, but we on this side, and suddenly the people in the public doesn't feel like you're being treated well. As it relates to this budget, I don't know their personal relationship, Mr. Speaker, as it relates to this budget. Let me clarify myself. Mr. Speaker, keeping inside the ministry, Ministry of PPID. Again, let's look at the maintenance division. Maintenance of fixer sets. Fixer sets are schools and buildings. So this is the maintenance of our schools. The actual, the original estimate was 800,000, Mr. Speaker. Again, the good gentlemen in the in, in public works in the ministry trying to do their job, actual spend $1.07 million, Mr. Speaker. And that wasn't enough. We see the condition. We know more have to be done. We know more should be done. We see the condition of the fences, the fence uh, uh, surrounding our schools. We see the condition of the paint, paint. We see these things, Mr. Speaker. Our people see these things on a daily basis. Mr. Speaker, so the gentlemen, they trying to do their job as good, best as they can. They increased it. They went over budget by some 200,000. But guess what the Minister of Finance and the Premier did? Came back and cut it. Back down to $800,000, Mr. Speaker. Imagine that. For all the schools, all the additional classrooms, all the additional new school buildings, Nothing changed. Remain the same. Mr. Speaker, you see why I have to say much to do about nothing? Your honorable leader of the opposition wasn't pulling those things from you, from plenty of Mr. Speaker. There was a reason I say that, Mr. Speaker. And you see, and I want to see my reasoning. And, I, and this is what I said from my earlier statements. This is what resonated as truth to me. Now, truth to them, they may be thinking that they're doing something good. But Mr. Speaker, what resonates with me isn't a good budget. What resonates with many of our people, I believe, is not a good budget, Mr. Speaker. Maintenance of medical buildings. Mr. Speaker, again, goodly gentlemen, they, the original budget was 70000 They went and they spent 101000 trying to do their job as best as they can. Premier Minister of Finance came back again and cut it down to 70,000. Maintenance of our medical buildings, Mr. Speaker. Page 3.595. Line item 33705. Maintenance of fixed assets, medical buildings. 
Come on. Historic budgets? Historic spending for who? Who is getting the big bag? But we see our people is getting the little bag, Mr. Speaker. And some no bag at all. And some the little bag that they have, the Minister Premier, Minister of Finance is coming and pulling that from them. Taking the little that they have, Mr. Speaker. Maintenance of other assets. Again, you see these? Our public servants really do a good job, Mr. Speaker. 620000 was budget. But the goodly gentlemen, again, we need to maintain these buildings. So we need to move monies around to take care of government buildings. So they end up spending 788000 You know, that's uh, over 620788 That's about $160,000 more. But what did the Premier Minister of Finance did? You know it. Just cut it. They just came and cut it back down, Mr. Speaker. We can't be talking about the biggest budget ever, and we hear cotton and cotton, and they wanted me, wanted to make me out to be. We, we don't use lie, liar inside the house, right? Uh, honorable Minister, uh, Honorable Minister of Leeward in a long way, please give your honorable colleague a good word to use in place of that L word. Yes. Teller, okay, I got a legal term. Teller of untruth. Teller of untruth. That, that just that, that just doesn't sound right. No. But anyway, Mr. Speaker, the Minister of Finance tried to make me to be a teller of untruth. I, 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 don't, I don't like that. So I don't like that. But you get the picture, Mr. Speaker, someone who is misleading the people. But Mr. Speaker, we can see it right here in front of us, Mr. Speaker. Cuts, cuts, cuts. Right here in his own words. In his own numbers, I should say. Cuts. So how can you say I was misleading the people? Either these numbers are wrong, or maybe you're not aware of what you have inside here. I won't say nothing else on that, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, let's move on. Professional and consultancy. You're here to the Ministry of Tourism now. Honorable Minister, sorry to say your travel budget has been cut from 26,000 down to 12. Minister of Tourism. Minister of Tourism! <laughs> Last year, you actually spent 26000 And you know, you don't have to say it, you know you ain't went to all the conferences that you should have gone to as a minister where the other Caribbean ministers was uh, in attendance. We know you didn't attend, wasn't able to attend all of them that you should have gone and represent the people of the Turks and Caicos Islands. But guess what? Your honorable minister colleague did to you. From $26,000 down to $12,000 for the minister of tourism. The Minister of Tourism, who have to be at all these trade shows, international conferences on tourism, and tourism being our honor, number one honor. Mr. Speaker, I was delightfully informed that uh, the persons in the DMO will now be taking that function instead of the Ministry of Tourism, so that money isn't needed no more. My apologies, Honorable Minister of Finance. My apologies. Yes. So 
maybe the cuts are in order. Maybe the cuts are in order. If that's, that is the goal that the people from the DMO is going to be representing our country at all these international forums. Not the minister who our people elected. Not my minister of tourism. Because you are my minister of tourism. You are elected by the people and just as this is my prayer. My minister of tourism isn't going there. Go ahead. I, I, I will move on, honorable minister. You don't have to get it. But, Mr. Speaker, when somebody wants to make a decision whether to do an investment in the Turks and Caicos Islands, whether to direct their tourism to the Turks and Caicos Islands, we want them to see somebody who look like us, somebody who talk like us, and somebody who sound like us, Mr. Speaker. And Mr. Speaker, with that DMO, we're not going to have that, Mr. Speaker. And we know that, Mr. Speaker, and it's shameful, and it's a shameful time in the Turks and Caicos Islands. But I will touch again on that a little bit later. Mr. Speaker, Ministry of Tourism, cut. So again, back again to the original point. That shows a cut, Mr. Speaker. They're saying that I was telling untruths, uh, misleading the people. These are cuts. I told them that programs have been cut. They were saying, oh, nothing has been cut. Everything has been increased or stay the same. Who's telling the truth? And who's misleading the people? I am going by your figures. So who's misleading? I am going by the figures here in this book. Who's misleading? And the opposition appointed member didn't make this book, didn't come up with the numbers in this book. Suddenly, I didn't come up. Oh, yes. Opposition member said, if he had come up with these numbers, it wouldn't be this low. TIs would have what? Been dancing in the streets if he had anything to do with it. But sadly, Mr. Speaker, all we've seen is cuts. But, like clockwork, Mr. Speaker, yes, we're not seeing the cut. How much is there for professional and consultancy, Mr. Speaker? Hmm, let's see. Last year, the budget to the month was $100,000. Guess how much it is this year, Mr. Speaker? $1 million. From $100,000 in professional and consultancy to $1 million. Again, what I told the people, what is increasing? Not the programs. What I said in the, the articles, what I said out in the media. The programs are increase, decreasing. Professional and consultancy. It's right here. P page 3.97. 3.4305. It's right there for all to see. And we're wondering about all, who's getting these jobs, Mr. Speaker. And as uh, my opposition appointed member is whispering under his voice while he's looking at that, who is getting these jobs? Is it our people? Is it Turks and Caicos Islanders we are employing for the, doing these consultancy jobs, Mr. Speaker? From what I have seen, they are not our people, Mr. Speaker. So all this money that is supposed to be going to, for our people, and as I am outlining, outlining here, and professional and consultancy, all that is leaving our country, 
So again, I beg to ask, who is this budget for? Who is getting the big bag? And who is getting the little bag? And who is getting no bag at all? Not our people, Mr. Speaker. Let's keep with tourism. Again, the infamous Destination Management Organization subvention. Last year, we spent $304,000. I guess that was consultancy work again. I bet you that 304000 honorable member work didn't go to none of our people. Last year, that's how much we spent. But we're giving them to set up and collect a whole bunch of money. But on top of the money they collect, and we're giving, giving them $2.4 million this year, Mr. Speaker. They are projected to collect some $5 million, $7 million or so in the following year. So on top of what they're collecting, that $5, $7 million, the following year we are giving them $4.2 million in addition. <laughs> and all the Turks and Caicos Islanders are gone. We don't know who's going to be hiding here. But every year we are giving them more money, Mr. Speaker. They are collecting money on behalf of the people. Nobody knows where that money is going to be going. And if any one of the members can tell me exactly how that money is going to be collected and how it's going to be, it's going to be reached, reach the people treasury, I'll sit down right now, Mr. Speaker. I will sit down right now and let them tell the people how is this money going to be collected that the DMO is supposed to collect and how is it going to be reached, reach the country? How is it going to reach the treasury, Mr. Speaker? Nobody knows. And this organization is formed. People are ready to fire it. They're getting $2.3 million of the people's money. This isn't their money. This is your money. This is your money, your money, your money, my money. They're getting this money from us. And we don't know how, how where's it going, what they're doing on behalf of us. Mr. Speaker, come on. $2 million this year. And they're collecting. $4 million the next year. And they're collecting. An additional $4 million the next year. And they're collecting. Imagine that, Mr. Speaker. Ooh. It doesn't look good to me. But like you all said, the DMO is here. Get used to it. And like the Premier said, this is what our people voted for. Because we had it in our citizens' contract. So the Premier is saying, well, you all can't say nothing. You all have no right to say, be upset about this DMO. Because you all voted for me, and you all, hence you all voted for this. This is what he told the people, Mr. Speaker. You all voted for me, so you all voted for this? It's like me saying, look here, if you sit down here, I'm going to throw this widow on you. And then you come and sit down and I duck you and I say, well, you can't get mad. I told you if you sit down on side of me, I'm going to duck you with water. This is what the premier is telling the people. Look here, I did this. I told you I was going to do it. Uh, maybe you didn't understand it. Because of course, none of us didn't understand at that time. Because the first time I heard about it, Mr. Speaker, I was saying, oh, well, this is a good move. Wow, we are diversifying the tourist board. This tourist board is going to have all these different elements in it, and our people is going to get the training and specialize this. Yeah, they may have to bring in some people to teach them how to do this, but eventually our people will be at this standard, and our tourist board will continue to be number one. And then I heard the news. Well, no, this tourist board isn't going to be uh, a department in the ministry. I said, okay, well, that's no problem. Uh, it being a statutory body before. So, okay. So, well, no. This tourist board isn't going to be a statutory body. I'm like, okay, uh, I'm, I'm confused here. 
This is supposed to be collecting money on behalf of government. Uh, this is our number one uh, industry, our only main industry. Uh, so it's not going to be a statutory body. It's not going to be a department under government. What is this going to be? Oh, well, it's an incorporated company, but however, we're going to have Turks and Caicos Islanders on the board, and we're going to have representatives from each island and this and that. Yeah, but who's going to be doing the work? Who's going to be doing the day-to-day -day work? Who's going to be running this organization? I'm not talking about who's on the board and one member from Grand Turks, one from Soil Key, South Caicos. Who's going to be doing the work? Who's going to be doing going to these shows instead of the minister that we elected as a people? Well, I didn't elect, you know. But you know what I mean, Mr. Speaker. You know what our people elected by majority. She's not going to be the, the honorable, I shouldn't say she, Mr. Speaker. The honorable minister isn't going to be the honorable. Mr. Speaker, we're going to have artists. And I don't know who the artists are, and I'm not going to uh, try and say. You know, we had things floating around, but I'm not going to go down that road. We don't know who the artists are. We don't know. <laughs> And we're going to hear, hey, welcome to Turks and Caicos, man. Hope you have a good time. Come down to the Turks and Caicos Islands. No, Mr. Speaker. That isn't what we want to hear, Mr. Speaker. Who is going to be in this DMO, Mr. Speaker? Who is going to be the face? We have a beautiful face as, as you know, representing us right now. Honorable Minister, you're a beautiful lady. And I am pleased that you are able to go out there and represent us and show our people how our Turks, uh, authentic Turks and Caicos Islander look. But sadly, the Premier has destroyed that. They're not going to be seeing your pretty face anymore. We don't know what face they're going to be seeing. We don't know what color that face is going to be when they're seeing. We don't know what language that face, what they're going to be seeing. You know, we don't know, Mr. Speaker. And the main thing is, Mr. Speaker, how that money from this incorporated company, not a statutory body, not a government department. How that money, how the people is going to get their money? Well, I, I heard about, okay. And they actually have also budgeted some airfare and travel for them. 45,000. 45, so we could, honorable minister, you're cutting the people's minister of tourism travel down to some $6,000 and you're giving the people in the DMO $45,000, $40,000 to travel? Come on now, come on now. Honorable Premier, you got to say something. You got to do something, Honorable Premier. You, 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 you got to pull this in. This ain't right. This is, Honorable Premier, this is your Minister of Tourism. This is the Minister of Tourism who the people elected that helped you to gain power in this Honorable House. And you letting her ministry be treated like this. You, you are removing her, Honorable Premier. Step up, step up, Honorable Premier. Say something. There's a sign, say something, because I'm leaving you a soul. <laughs> Mr. Speaker. Please come to the rescue of your ministers and to the rescue of our people, Mr. Speaker. Destination management, Mr. Speaker. Let's move on. Fisheries, Mr. Speaker. Let's look at the programs again. Remember, I'm always about programs. 
They keep on telling them they're talking about electricity and furniture and so increasing and consultancy. Yes, I see those things increasing, but I'm talking about the programs in the department. Fisheries, fuel. We know what goes on in our banks and what they need to do. So the actual was 61,000, Mr. Speaker. Again, our good officers going above and beyond, search and rescue, running behind poachers, doing the whole works. They end up paying, spending $84,000 on fuel. So they going above and beyond. And they spent more than the, the little $60,000 where they had. They spent $24,000 more trying to be on our high seas, risking life. While we're home in our bed, they're out there protecting our borders, seeing running behind poachers. Guess what this government do? They spent $84,000. They cut it back down to seventy-six. How is that? $423 million, Mr. Speaker. Cutting it back down, cuts. Repairs and services to vessels. Oh, this is on page 3.99. Repairs and services to vessels, Mr. Speaker. Last year, they spent $76,000 repairing their vessels and so on, servicing their vessels. But no. The Honorable Premier and Minister of Finance is cutting that down. Back to $40,000. $423 million and they're cutting the repairs to the fishermen, fisheries vessels, Mr. Speaker? Come on. It's shameful, Mr. Speaker. Shameful. <laughs> so now we're talking about green budgeting and so. Mr. Speaker, Environmental Awareness Week. They have budgets on $4,000. And this budget's supposed to be, what? Green, green, green budget and so. Environmental Awareness Week, $4,800, Mr. Speaker. That is shameful. Page 3.100, line item 35710, Environmental Awareness Week. Just a week, Mr. Speaker. You want this to be a green budget, they should have a whole year. And you multiply that by 52. That's what, that will be a better figure, Mr. Speaker. Multiply this figure here by 52 if you are serious about green budgeting. But no, it's just a catchphrase for you all. I need yourself know if the Honorable Premier and Minister of Finance know what green budgeting is, Mr. Speaker. From the allocations here, I have to draw that conclusion. The Minister of PPEID don't believe it, but in my former life, I was a scientist. And we go by facts, Mr. Speaker. And we have to draw that conclusion from the facts presented before me. And my honorable uh, opposition appointed member is a lawyer. So from the facts presented before the court, what you tell the judge? You have to rule guilty. The facts are here, Mr. Speaker. They do not know. This budget shows that they do not know what is gender budgeting and they do not know what is environmental budgeting, green budgeting, because there's no allocation to far, so far. Mr. Speaker, and I'm almost finished. Oh, yeah, you, know, you hear something on TikTok or something, you know, about green budgeting that you all put it here? Come on. And, Mr. Speaker, I'm almost finished with the numbers. And yet the public can say they haven't heard nothing about gender. They haven't heard nothing about being green. Environmental protection awareness, we get $4,000 only a week. And that $4,000 probably is only a day for the environment, and this budget is supposed to be green. 
Well, you do the pages yellow, so that explains a lot. So, Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker, I continue. I now move, Mr. Speaker, this line item again, culture and heritage. Now, Mr. Speaker, we, we want, in this $423 million, we wanted to see a whole lot going on in culture and heritage. We saw an increase in national celebrations, Mr. Speaker. And, and we, 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 you know, we were saying, okay, National celebrations, we spent $177, $1,000, and we saw a little increase, 213 So that is one that I miss, and I have it highlighted here that I have to add to the four things that increase besides professional and consultancy and electricity. So I, would talk, I already mentioned the three things and the social services that increase in this budget. This is the next one that I have to add. So now, sorry, Honorable Minister of Finance, I was wrong. It wasn't three things that increased uh, in terms of dealing directly with the people. It's four. So I stand to be corrected, Mr. Speaker. So I wanted to highlight that there. But again, for youth activities and culture, we know all the activities that culture put on that we expect the schools to represent and to offer renditions and to perform. For youth activities, they had $20,000 last year, and this Minister of Finance and Premier is giving them $20,000 again. Much to do about nothing. Nothing changed. Everything's the same under the sun, Mr. Speaker. No increase. $20,000 you had last year. Shut up and take this $20,000 again. This $423 million isn't for you. This is for our boys. You know who our boys are. This is for them. I'll stop right there, Mr. Speaker. I see the look on your face, Mr. Speaker. I won't go down that road. I'll pull back. But this is saying that this money isn't for our people. This money isn't for our children. You had $20,000 last year. Yes, we increased the budget to $423 million. We have $200 million in the bank. But you, our children, you taking part in culture, you get nothing. This is what this Minister of Finance and this Premier telling our people. From the numbers, Mr. Speaker, I am not making this up. I am just stating the numbers. Mr. Speaker, Ministry of Health. I was happy to reach you. Honorable um, Leader of the Opposition, we are now at the one o'clock hour, and I'm certain that you have a lot more to say. Yes. So we'll now take our break. Yes. Honorable members, this Honorable House is hereby suspended until 2 p.m. <laughs>